Hi guys, welcome to SLP, the podcast series from SLT. I'm the co-president of SLT, Alexander Stone, and co-hosting with me today is the other co-president. Hi, my name is Ruth. I'm founder of SLT and a third year medical student. Currently, I'm interested in pursuing geriatrics and um, I work in a care home, which is probably where that came from. And I've got two other SLT committee members with me today as well. Hey, uh, my name is Ash. I'm a third year medical student as well, and I'm vice president on SLT. And currently, my interests are in about, um, I'm currently looking at emergency medicine um, and now handing over to uh, my other colleague. Hi guys, I'm Prue. I'm currently events coordinator SLT. I'm also a year three medical student. Um, my special interests are emergency medicine and that's probably because I work as a HCA in A&E. Wonderful. So, okay, so the aim of these podcasts are to allow you to have a quick snippet of clinical scenarios to listen to at your leisure or during your commute to placement, however you please. doesn't matter. So for today, we have a run through of getting to grips with settling in to being a med student that means exploring the town finding out about all your other students looking into the medical staff that are in the school just getting to know everybody um, and then also we're going to be talking a little bit about the anatomy suite going into placement because obviously the whole reason that you're here listening to this podcast series is because you're interested in knowing more about placement and you're on your way to commuting to your placement so let's first talk about settling in. So Ruth, how did you first settle in to getting to grips with being a med student? Um, I think it's probably a bit different for me because I already did a degree, but I guess it was quite a shock moving from the north to the south. Um, but I think just, you know, getting to know the area and seeing what there is and um, getting to know other people. I think it was quite nice that we had a mix of graduate students and undergraduate students. Um, and definitely getting to know your personal tutor because um, they're really helpful with things as well. That's just I think a big part of being a student is getting involved in the, the faculty, involved with the other students and trying to get that um, cross-talk between different levels of knowledge. So, for example, you say you're a grad and then there's undergrads on the course. Obviously, it's an undergrad course. Um, so, as I understand, Ankesh is an undergrad. So, Ankesh, how, how would you say that you, you'd like to interact when first becoming a med student? Um, yeah, I'm on like the opposite end, I guess, because I came in um, without having a prior degree just straight from sixth form. And I think I, I agree with Ruth quite a lot. I think having a good relationship with your personal tutor is always like key in case if stuff does go wrong. Um, but in terms of like stuff going good, I guess, just having a close knit of friends, um, like a good social network, no matter how big or small it is. And like these aren't, these don't have to be your friends throughout the whole of med school, but just having a good people to hang around with at the start is always, um, I think, a nice way to settle into medical school. Um, and yeah, and also doing stuff like you can work with them and also doing stuff outside of work because um, we mainly have medic friends. So it's always good to escape um, medicine for a bit during your week as well. Yeah, I think for sure it's, it's easy to get just surround yourself with medics. But I think there's so much to learn from people that aren't medics. And especially in first year, I think there is time to get a part time job if you did want to. And it's such a good way to meet other people who aren't doing the same thing as you all day every day and just have a conversation not revolving around medicine. And you do actually learn a lot from people like that. So definitely it's something to look into if anyone is interested. 
So, Prue, what kind of advice would you give to a brand new medical student coming straight in from A-levels or straight in from a, a different degree or even just a job? Like, what would you say to them is one absolute thing that you need to do when starting a new medical school? Um, I think in terms of that, it would be not just making sure that you get to know sort of everyone and don't kind of narrow your choices to just a few people because people are coming from literally all over the country um some even from abroad and it's good to get to know people from different areas and different ways of life and I think it's important because they can teach you a lot about um kind of where they've come from as well and I think it's just nice to have friends from all over the country like I know we're all quite good friends and it's nice that we're all from like all over the place and we all bring something unique to the course I think um in the way that we all are yeah for sure I think just jumping back to what Alex said as well about the textbooks and stuff I think you know once you get to medical school no matter whether you've got like 800 in the UK cat or a first degree or just got the minimum A-level requirements everyone's on a level playing field now so just try not to get bogged down in that competitiveness because sharing resources is actually really helpful so like we have a group chat and people put pdfs of books in there all the time or share like useful websites for practice questions and stuff and I feel like if people were too competitive and didn't want people to get ahead then um, they wouldn't share stuff like that so my previous degree there was a chance to transfer to medical school which obviously didn't work out for me but um, and throughout that year people were selfish they hid books in the library they didn't share any questions so I think it's just not a nice environment it can be quite toxic so definitely share stuff with your friends. So we've now heard from all the members about what we think would be a good idea to get settled into being a first year medical student. Other things that we need to discuss, as we've spoken about previously, is getting to grips with anatomy. So I'm a big believer in getting stuck into anatomy, getting in the dissection, really learning about what is going on and where. Um, has anybody got anything that they think is really key for anatomy? Yeah, Ankesh, go for it. Um... Yeah, I'm going to jump straight in and I'm going to try and keep it short because uh, that's what we're aiming for. Um, so I think dissection, again, like most experiences is, what's, is what you make of it. Um, like me personally, I, I think I, I personally don't like learning off the actual cadavers. So when I, whenever I get the opportunity to just look at a model and they're always at the side of the room, so you can always just pick them out. I think learning and ask me through models is how I learn. Um, and I think it's also important to pre-read before a dissection session as well, just so you don't get lost in um, in whatever content that you're learning. Um, I think those are two very important points for me. Um, does anyone else have to say anything? Um, I think just agreeing oh, with Alex. Have, uh, oh, sorry, uh, go on, continue. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so just, uh, just one more thing. Um, and also just use the demonstrators whenever they're around you. So, and or go up to them if you have a question, because at the end of the day, it's pretty time consuming if you just either, either don't look at in the dissection room yourself, so you might forget about it, or just looking at a textbook where you might get even more confused. And demonstrators, I think, are really good at explaining certain concepts, which are difficult to grasp. Oh, yeah, I was just going to agree with what Alex said. Like, definitely don't be nervous to get stuck in. It's always awkward when you're all standing around that table for the first time and everyone's like, right, who's making the first decision? But, like, you've got such a privileged opportunity. There's not many medical schools in the UK that actually um, have cadavers that you can learn anatomy from. So definitely 
just take the opportunity and um I think pre-reading before can be so useful because when I've not pre-read before uh, anatomy session is you just there you're not you don't really know what you're looking for but when you do you can really appreciate how it looks and you know t- textbooks are 2D and even anatomy sites you can't get the, the real view of it until you actually see it properly um can help for anatomy as well really good so what I'm hearing is get some pre-reading in get stuck in and just if you can just get help from others around you. I, I believe that's the general consensus. A um, little bit of a fun story for you guys, if you are listening, just to lighten the mood a bit. Uh, first year, we're all having a good time. We're all cutting into our cadavers. We're all having a great time. Uh, we're just um, resecting back some of the fascia. And lo and behold, an interesting smell fills the room. What's going on here? Who knows what's going on? Well, nightmare. I have cut the skin and then cut the ribs and the rib has now perforated the bowel. Lovely. So yeah, just get stuck in. Don't let that kind of stuff phase you because that will um, definitely come back to haunt you for fun. It's uh, definitely something you, you want to avoid, but it, it happens. It's now eternally known as poo gate. So we, uh, we move. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're all on the same page really that anatomy is definitely one of the things that you need to get stuck in with as soon as possible um so next we're going to be talking about the placements so placements happen uh either far and few between such as gp or pretty frequently such as in the hospitals so we've kind of categorized it into two different categories of going to the gp placement first and then the hospital placement second because we want to talk about getting stuck into the community first so who's got anything to say about the community placements um my gp was really hands-on with us and she was so nice she was just really keen to teach us so we went out to do quite a lot of community visits with her um and it's i think it's it's really interesting because you see people in their home environment and how they're managing conditions at home, which I guess usually when you think of placements, you just think how they're doing stuff um, in the hospital with all the equipment and everything around them. But to actually see them at home comfortable, you know, and having regular visits from the GP and they're more than willing to talk to you. Always we've gone in and had a cup of tea and had a chat and you can learn so much for them. So I think if you get offered to go on a home visit, definitely, definitely go. Yeah, I've not actually yeah, had the experience um... to them. So that, that's, that's quite a, a good bit of advice, actually. Yeah, I think because my GP is in quite a rural area, there's quite a lot of elderly people who are living at home um, and they would rather be at home than either in a care home or, in, you know, permanently in hospital. So um, the conditions are managed quite well. It's quite interesting to see how the funding works for getting all the equipment within the house and getting carers and nurses to come and see them. But, um, yeah, it's really nice. So if you get a chance, definitely take it. So, Prue, I understand you've got something to say on the matter. Yeah, I think from my GP experience, um, a lot of the time we were kind of just sat there watching the consultations. And I think it can be a bit scary um, because they are so busy at GP surgeries and they only get a short amount of, short amount of time to speak to their patients. Um, so a lot of the time you can feel like you feel bad asking them if you can do something instead of the doctor. Um, but I think the most important thing is making sure that they're aware of um, the clinical skills that you do have and things that you are able to do. Because a lot of the time they'll be more than happy to let you kind of um, take the consultation and practice history taking. Um, so I think it's important that you make the GP aware because a lot of the time um, they might not know exactly how far you are in your progress and clinical skills. So I definitely think it's a good place to practice clinical skills because it's very similar to what an OSCE would be like. Um, so I do think that's a good opportunity to take. Um, 
Yeah. And Cash, have you got anything um, else to add? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to add on to Priest's point. I, th I think I totally agree with that because a lot of students um, at uni have quite a varying GP experience. But um, as, as well as Priest's point, I just want to add on that I think it's important to have like a really good positive relationship with your GP as well. So just show them like with most places, just show them that you're keen, uh, ask questions and stuff like that. And um, yeah, and then usually throughout the weeks, like uh, your relationship will build and hopefully they'll allow you to do more things. And if not, they'll at least explain like different conditions to you and just uh, explain what to look out for. And that's something that I think my GP does really well. Yeah, I, I feel like you can become a bit more personal with your GPs because you'll be with them for, from our experience so far. I'm not sure how it plays for the younger years, but you'll be with them for at least two years, maybe even three. Um, so it's quite nice to get that relationship going and just to build on any kind of consultation that you have. Like they do give you such good input and really try to help you build your consultation skills. So I think it's really handy to have that relationship where you feel like you can ask them the questions and they can give you that positive feedback um so yeah so that's obviously going to the gp that's all about creating that personal experience but what can we tell the guys about going into hospitals that's obviously a completely different thing where each block you might have a completely new new consultant to to go see so how do you handle that bro um, so I think hospital placement can be a bit of a mixed bag, um, even if you're at the same um, hospital as someone else. As someone else, um, And we did see a lot of variation in first year in terms of our placements. Um, but I think, again, like the GP, it's making sure you get the most out of whatever situation you're in. Sometimes we found ourselves just sat in a room going through histories and examinations. Um, but even though you may not get to see patients every time you go, it's still a good opportunity to make sure that you know the basics um, of these things. And a lot of the time, the doctors are really useful and kind of eager to get you to see patients. So definitely don't be afraid. I know a lot of the time when I went to placement, I didn't really, I was too nervous to actually do a history or an examination on an actual patient um, in front of my peers. But I would definitely say have a go because you'll know more than you think you do. And I think it's a good way to um, practice on patients that actually do have um, conditions. I remember like on the respiratory wards, actually hearing someone with um, with crackles was amazing and something that you can't replicate in a classroom. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's quite a, a good experience in terms of you're going to be going to a specialist ward with specialist consultants and you're going to be getting much more fine detail of, of a kind of... Uh, presentation that a patient might give or even giving the fine minutiae that is involved with a particular disease from the consultant themselves like these people have been in the field for so many years I mean some some people that I've been with well some consultants that I've been with have had this condition for 20 not they haven't had a condition of course they haven't had the condition hopefully they haven't got the condition if it's a chronic condition that they'd be there themselves um but they they would uh, be able to say that these conditions have been part of their bread and butter for the last 20-30 years and even the patients themselves like for example a lot of the patients that I saw during endocrine um they were experts on their own condition because they have the condition they live with it um so i think you're right i think it is a really good idea to just throw yourself in i think that's quite a good message from everything today 
um, is just throw yourself in. I mean, as, as Ruth said earlier, I'm, I'm sure she's got something to say on this. Um, yeah, I think placement can be so useful because it's so hard to get, I mean, it's so easy to get bored sat at home looking at books and looking at conditions. And you just think, yeah, it sounds like this. This is, you know, extra heart sound, whatever. But then when you actually go to placement, you're like, oh, this is actually why I'm revising. This is, this is why, you know, what's keeping you going. And I think for me, probably on placement, the most thing I took home was you always see that conditions affect patients' quality of life. And it's always like an, you know, an added mark in the corner, like, yeah, this ruins their quality of life. But when you actually see someone whose condition is like properly debilitating them, it kind of brings it home and it makes you remember like, oh, this is why we're studying. And also as well, like Prue said, for the histories, you get so bored in first year, especially second year taking histories all the time. Like if you just said to me, can you take a history or quark a patient? I'd be like, yeah, of course I can. But then when the doctor actually says, go quark this patient, you're like, oh, can I actually do it? And then you're not just thinking about, can I do it for an ASCII, thinking about, can I do it in a way that the patient feels comfortable around me and, you know, kind of building a rapport and all this kind of stuff. I don't think you really get it until placement. So, and you know, it's, it's such a good opportunity to be there to shy away is just, you're wasting your opportunity really, aren't you? Yeah. So it's a completely different environment. It really shows you how different medicine can be. And I'm sure Ankesh is going to tell us some more about how different medicine can actually be. I, I think that, especially with me, like, I'm quite a visual learner. So whenever I go to placements and I see the condition like in front of me, it kind of sticks with me more than whether I see it on a YouTube video or if I just see it on like a lecture slide. So I think an experience like that is just so much more to compound your learning. And again, like, especially if you pre-read on a subject, it can really help. Also, I think placement is also a really good opportunity to see medicine practice. Like, there might be like textbook ways of how to treat a condition, but a certain health condition could affect um, a patient in many different ways. So you can see how the treatment is tailored to them. So they might have additional medications added uh, or taken away, something like that. Um, another thing I want to bring up is that um, maybe not for first year students because you're just starting off, but especially in later years, it can also be a good way to network with um consultants or healthcare professionals of in the specialty where you're heading so it could be good to um ascertain opportunities for placement as well through um making a good relationship with all the staff there and that's pretty much what i say yeah i think that is definitely so useful for your end of block placement when you've got like two to three weeks there because then if you get to know a doctor um and you, you know you can just ask them oh can i come and watch the surgery or can i come with you while you do rounds or whatever and probably they're going to be more than happy to have you and you get to um go and see something that you're actually interested in and i think as well being on placement it it kind of you know that you're here to become a doctor but i think on placement you can see what type of doctor you want to become or definitely what type of doctor you don't want to become um, you can see how doctors are with patients and you know how they're treating them and you can kind of lean towards what kind of doctor you want to be like and I think that's quite useful as well. Yeah mirroring their behavior and learning that their mannerisms is a really good way to either know what kind of doctor you don't want to be or what kind of doctor you do want to be. Um, I think you're very right there I think that's a good key skill. Um, yeah, I think I that's think probably so. uh, roundabout does it for us today. I think we've we've covered everything we wanted to cover um, if you guys have any questions um, after listening to this podcast, we're here from um, Dust Till Dawn. We've been the SLT team. So it's goodbye from Ruth. Bye. Goodbye from Ankesh. Goodbye. Goodbye from Prue. Bye, guys.
and goodbye from me. And as we always say, education is a right, not a privilege. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in.